Thank you for taking time to study with us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help us draw near to God through the study and application of His Word. If you have any questions or comments about today's study, or spiritual things in general, feel free to contact me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. John's ministry and preaching were so unique that the people were struggling with who he was. They were hungry for the Messiah. They needed hope. Was John the Messiah? Today on Drawing Near, Luke reveals some unique insights into John and Jesus. The people were looking for the Messiah, but were they looking for Jesus? Open your Bible and turn to Luke chapter 3 as we explore the distinction between John and Jesus. As we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this day, the opportunity that we have to live and to grow, to share, to minister, to become more like Jesus. And Father, we pray that as we focus our attention on not sinning and embracing the righteousness that comes through faith, we pray that you will help us, that you will guide us, that we will rely and lean upon your strength and your provision in this. Guide us today, Father, not only in this study, but in all that we do. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. So looking at Luke chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, Luke writes, Now while the people were in a state of expectation, and all were wondering in their hearts about John as to whether he was the Christ, John answered and said to them all, As for me, I baptize you with water. But one is coming who is mightier than I, and I am not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. The first phrase in verse 15 is very important. The people were in a state of expectation. They were wanting the Christ. They were wanting the Messiah. They had gone out to see John, and John was something new and original. John didn't dress like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He didn't preach and teach like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he was baptizing. There was something new here, something very, very different. And they were expecting the Messiah. John was preaching that he was coming. He was preparing the way. He was getting their hearts and their lives right and ready. And so they were in a state of expectation. And in the midst of this, they were wondering in their hearts as to whether he was the Messiah, the Christ. We even have in other Gospels, the Pharisees and others asking him directly if he was the Christ or who he was. We cannot begin to overstate how unique John's ministry was at this time. And so they wanted to know who he was, what he was doing. In verse 16, we're told, John answered and said to them all. I think to them all is important because he wasn't just speaking to the crowds. He was speaking to the Jewish leadership. He was speaking to everyone. In answering the question that was on their hearts, he did a comparison. He says, as for me, I baptize you with water, but one is coming who is mightier than I and I am not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. John says, I baptize you. I baptize you unto repentance, but I simply baptize you with water. The one who is coming is not like me. He's mightier than I. His baptism is different. He is so mighty. 
I am not fit to be his servant. I'm not fit to untie the thong of his sandals. I'm not fit to bow at his feet and undo his shoes. He will baptize you not with water, but with or in the Holy Spirit and fire. John acknowledges that Jesus is greater than he is. That's important. It's not just important in this story, in this lesson, but it's important for all of us to recognize that Jesus is mightier than we are, that we, like John, are unfit to untie the thong of his sandals. One of the great problems that exists in so many people's hearts is they think they dictate to God. They think that God serves them and that God is responsible to meet all of their needs and to take care of them in a way that the Bible doesn't teach. God is to be worshipped. God is to be served. We are to surrender to His will. He doesn't surrender to ours. He doesn't answer to us. Jesus is mightier than we are. He is God. And we are unworthy to even be His servant, yet by God's grace, He calls us to be joint heirs with Christ, sons and daughters of the Almighty God through faith in Jesus. What an amazing thing. And when Jesus comes, John says he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, this doesn't mean that Jesus will not baptize with water at all. There is an outward expression of our faith that is seen through believers' baptism. But we are going to be immersed, baptized with the Holy Spirit. All of us who trust in Christ, when we trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God comes and indwells us. He is our seal, our guarantee of eternal life. He is with us always. He is our comforter. He is our corrector. He brings conviction of sin to our hearts and lives. He teaches us. He intercedes with us in prayer. The Holy Spirit is necessary in our relationship with God, and we are baptized with the Holy Spirit. We are not only baptized with the Holy Spirit when we're saved, but we're also baptized with fire. The idea of fire always carries with it the idea of cleansing or purification. When we trust Christ, we're like a piece of steel. That steel is heated up, and the dross, the impurities, come out of the steel, and what's left is something purer, something harder. And so being baptized with fire is the idea that we are to be holy, we are to be righteous, we are to be more pure. And those who trust in Christ are baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire. We are purified through faith in Jesus Christ, and our lives should reflect that. Then in verse 17, we're told, his winnowing fork is in his hand to thoroughly clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. On the threshing floor, individuals who were separating the wheat from the chaff, the part that they desired, the kernel, the wheat, from the part that they didn't, the hull or the chaff of the wheat, they would take the winnowing fork and they would grab some wheat, grab some stalks, and toss it into the air and keep tossing until the chaff blew to the side and the wheat kernels kept falling to the ground straight down because the wheat kernels were heavier than the chaff. And so in this way, they separated the wheat from the chaff. Now we're told here that God desires wheat. He desires that which is true, that which is the real fruit of our faith. What he doesn't want 
are those empty hulls, those things that look like wheat, but aren't wheat. They have no fruit in them. This is an important truth for us. Jesus looks for the genuine believer. Jesus is looking for the sincere believer, not just one who says it on the outside, but one whose heart has been changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so Jesus is going to come, baptizing with the Holy Spirit in fire, and he's going to sift, he's going to separate the wheat from the chaff. And we're told here that he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. This is no doubt a reference to hell and eternal condemnation. This is not God's will for anybody. It's God's will that none should perish but all come to repentance. But those who do not trust in Christ, genuinely, will be burned up in eternal fire. Then we're told in the following verses, verse 18 and following, So with many other exhortations he preached the gospel to the people. John preached the good news of the Messiah to the people. That's what we are to do as servants of Christ. This is what John did. And then we're told, But when Herod the Tetrarch was reprimanded by him because of Herodias, his brother's wife, and because of all the wicked things which Herod had done, Herod also added this to them all. He locked John up in prison. And so we get this summary of John's ministry, his preaching, his denying that he's the Messiah, his pointing to the Lord Jesus, his baptizing, his identifying not only Jesus as the Messiah, but as the great judge, the great separator of those who are truly his and those who are not. And John, we're told in the last few verses, suffered for this. He was locked up in prison. Now we know eventually John is going to be beheaded by Herod. John was a mighty servant of Christ. Jesus later says, among those born of women, there is not arisen one greater than John. That's a tremendous testimony. His faithfulness, his sacrifice, the way he lived, the way he preached, his brazen gospel, the way he pointed to Christ, the way he held to the truth of God's word and was even willing to confront Herod and die for it. What an amazing testimony that among those born of women, there is not arisen one greater than John. May we learn from John. I don't think we pay enough attention to John and his ministry. There is much to learn there. May we learn from John and be like him in humility and in strength. Father in heaven, we thank you for this. We thank you for this passage that teaches us so much about Christianity. We thank you for this passage that teaches us so much about Christianity, so much about being a servant of Jesus Christ. And we pray, Father, that we would learn, that we would think through these things, that we would embrace them wholeheartedly. Help us to live through the power and presence of your Holy Spirit being refined by fire. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.